On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. Coming in at 320 kilobytes per second, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Maddie C. Sports for you and me. Nothing in my beard, nothing in your Okay. All right. This is Maddie C Sports for you and me. Everybody, welcome. Uh, I got one of my good friends, uh, Marcel Smith. We've had a show before, and I, I told everybody this guy is an encyclopedia of boxing and basketball. This is no joke. If you have any questions, this guy knows it with this stuff. Marcel, how is it? I know you're in Miami right now. How how you digging that down there? I'm loving it. I'm in a section of Miami called Wynwood. And uh, for those that know, and maybe for those that don't, it's nothing but murals and graffiti by uh, some of the greatest graffiti artists artists we've been given. Um, people from Sartizi, at Sartizi on uh, Instagram, if you guys, if anyone out there wants to look, uh, his stuff's out here to a number of people. Lyft is out here. Uh, there's so many to name, but um, just check out Wynwood. I would start, I would suggest heading over to Wynwood Walls, which is more of a traditional place, like, you know, more museums and all that. But then you drive around Wynwood, you could spend, if you're here seven days, you'd spend three or four of your days here. That's I, I highly suggest Yeah, I mean, artwork like that is displayed on a wall like that is unreal. Like, people don't appreciate something like this. This is like, like you said, you could walk days and days and days and see beautiful artwork on a building. And it, it's hard to put stuff like that on a building because like you you can make a template, you can do all that stuff, but like uh, like regular artwork, you're, you have a you have a place to st stand upon or do whatever you do, like a, a easel or anything like that. But you're, you're drawing on an actual building with your hands like this, going spray painting or whatever you do. Like people don't understand the, just the, difficulty it is to do that kind of work and I always have appreciated that kind of work I tried drawing it myself but uh didn't ever come up with a name so I just wrote like soap or something <laughs> one of my one of my favorite rappers of all time MF Doom who recently passed away has a yeah there's a few there's a few murals of him but he has an entire building like they they trip gave him a great tribute with an entire building of a of just him um, bigger than it's actually bigger than the building. So if you see that building behind me, MF Doom has a tribute to him bigger than that. It's, it's, it's very, very awesome. That is wicked cool. And, you know, I always see when you post uh, like on your stories and stuff, um, you know, you, you put his music right on your, on your stories most of the time. And that's, that's a deep dedication. And I like that stuff. You know, I usually put, um, you know, the regulars like DMX or Jay-Z or any of that stuff. But we had a talk before, like the top five. We already know who the top five are. We don't have, we have to name people that aren't the top five. So, right. so um, yeah, getting on to sports now. <laughs> so you got the opportunity to go see the um, Mayweather-Logan Paul fight. Like what, what kind of atmosphere was that at that time? Uh, I'm gonna get into that in a second. I just want to tell you. I just want to show you guys something real quick. It looked like Floyd Mayweather just pulled up with this. Uh, you, see, you see that Lamborghini over there? Thing, thing of somebody. Uh, um, oh, <laughs> looks like someone just pulled up. Uh, but um, yes, that experience. I'm just gonna speak on my personal experience. Um, it was great. Um, I'm gonna have a lot of people in this episode, Maddie. We got, I got a shout out. Uh, that's that's absolutely fine. And yeah. we'll get these people followed up on Instagram or whatever they got, Twitter, anything. Absolutely. So first of all, I got to give a big shout out to Mayweather Promotion because they laid the groundwork to uh, be able to give me some access that others just wouldn't have had. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, from Kelly Swanson to Leonard Ellaby to Dewan Blake, um, 
even Floyd himself, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, let's see. There, there's, there's too many to name, so I'm not going to go through it. But it was a great time. It was a – I personally had, a, you know, a great experience. I think that um, my experience might be a little different than some others. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I had a little bit of behind-the-scenes showtime. Dan, the cameraman, well, oh, he, he, he was wonderful, wonderful to me the entire time. Um, I was down I, – I arrived Thursday, so I, I got down there for the uh, Versace Mansion uh, conf- press conference. I was, I was from, from Thursday on, uh, right up into the fight. You know, I was, had a little behind the scenes, um, experience that was just very cool. Very, very, very cool. Yeah. That's pretty sick. I mean, I saw, I saw one of your stories where I was like, you had like a $5,000 watch right in front of you. And I was just like, there's too many diamonds to count. There's too much, like, it's like you could look at yourself through this watch. And I'm like, this dude, like, he he really made it so people who don't experience that lifestyle can actually see, like, what he is about, why he's money way Mayweather. Um, and you know, I, I've told you in the past, it was a little bit different for me watching Floyd Mayweather Jr. fight in, in earlier days until I really started to understand what his personality was in the ring um, and the people he fought. Now, the list goes on. I mean, you have Ricky Hatton, you got uh, Corrales, you got um, De La Hoya, Ricky Hatton. The list goes on. I mean, there, there's fighters that, you know, me and you, we, we respect and know. And, you know, he, he's fought out of country, which is very difficult because those people out of um, out of the different countries are, you know, they have their own fan base where they have stadiums rocking like up to 300,000 people. And that's just crazy to me. And, you know, I, I gained respect for him a lot later. And with the Pacquiao fight, when I watched it with other people, it was it was just like well, what, why did this happen? Why wasn't it a bloodbath? And it's like, if you thought it was a bloodbath, you don't know the sport of boxing. You don't know what it Absolutely. takes to, to do this stuff. And I know, you know, that. So like, like, let, let me ask you about that. Like, what do you, what is your opinion about the real sport of boxing instead of the, you know, and rest in peace to, uh, um, Marvin Hagler and his camp and, you know, um, the Tommy Hearns fight, you know, that was a, that was a battle in itself, but like that was a different era, different time. So like with the Mayweather era, what, what do you think changed with boxing when he came around? So one of the first things you're taught when you walk into a boxing gym is protect yourself at all times. That, that should be the very first thing they teach you. The second thing would be, you know, hit and don't get hit, stick and move. So Floyd has taken that and he's, tripled the value of it he, he's mastered it his, his dad put it in his dna since he was a ch- six month old child and he's perfected his craft he's dedicated to his craft he um you know to my knowledge does not drink does not smoke doesn't do drugs you might see him out at a party or around a lot of girls he'll go home get his sleep get up he works out at odd times i i mean i witnessed him this trip work out at uh uh, 454 to be precise is when he arrived in the gym and was working out um, till, till about seven o'clock in the morning. This was after a long night of events and, and you know, signings and things of that nature. Get, and, and at 44 years old, um, Floyd loves the game. He, he highly respects the sport of boxing and um, you know, the money persona. Yes, that is, that is a thing that is, that is there. Can you blame a, a you know a one-time kid from Grand Rapids, Michigan, who grew up the way he did, um, to want all the toys and tools that he can have at you know at a snap of a finger? I can't I can't blame the man at all. Um, inside the ring, one of the smartest fighters of all time, but in, in my opinion, I'd have to say he's he's one of the most dedicated. I I would say the most dedicated. There's other guys who may have been given more talent, faster hands, hit harder, stronger. Um, but there's maybe no one with the endurance level, 
and with the intelligence that Floyd has. That, and that's why he's become one of the greatest fighters of all time. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't want to compare it in, in a bad way, but, you know, Michael Jordan and, and, and Mayweather are two totally two polar opposites, two different sports. Now, Floyd has all the money in the world. Michael Jordan has all the money in the world. But are you going to see Floyd Mayweather or Michael Jordan be out in public without a mob? No, you're not. You're, you're going to see it and it's going to happen. And the, the money he has will protect him in certain situations. And, you know, that's the unfortunate thing with being so hyped up and big like Mayweather and Jordan is, you know, they never have a life because they got media wherever they go. They're hiding in bushes and they're, you know, it's like I, I watch videos all the time of uh, Michael Jordan, Mayweather, you know, paparazzi everywhere. They can't go in their hotels and just straight up go through. They got to sit in their hotel and, you know, watch TV or in Michael Jordan's case, smoke a cigar in his, in his, in his room or, you know, Mayweather having a bunch of girls, whatever he's doing in there, it don't matter. Like that's the, that's a cost you pay, but that's the money he makes, makes it better for him. He can do whatever he wants. He can put a strip club in the bottom of his house, you know, like the, it takes a toll on people doing that, you know, and for him to train and do that, like I respect that. And I respect his game. I respect how he's prepared for fights HBO can only show you so much of what, what dedication he has. And for you to see it up front is, is like absolutely amazing. I'm sure it was like, not that you were star starstruck. Cause you've told me like, you know, like you've seen, you've, you've seen and met people and you know, Floyd's just another guy to you, just another dude, just training in the gym, you know? So, I mean, up front, what did you think, like, with his training? Like, how, how fast-paced is Floyd in the, in the gym? So, the thing with that is, um, with the access that I had, my access pretty much was limited to only certain aspects of the training. Mm -hmm. And the aspect I got to see up close was the running. Um, I saw I saw him run. At, uh, I would say six miles, possibly, at a at a at a pace that um, t a, 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 an Olympic pace. Um, they weren't letting too many people watch him with the pads. Uh, he's now training with a guy by the name of Gerald Gerald Tucker. Gerald Tucker is a, a former a retired undefeated guy. Um, I believe in the 20, 21 and 0, maybe 22, 23 and 0. Um, him and Floyd had a relationship. Gerald's 43, Floyd's 44. Um, they had a relationship in the past. Um, unfortunately, Floyd's uncle, Roger, passed away uh, mm -hmm. maybe a year or two ago. Um, Floyd's dad is up there in age 62 ish, 3 ish, 4 ish. So um, Floyd reached out to Gerald Tucker, asked Gerald where, you, where uh, he was at this particular time. Floyd was in Vegas. Gerald was actually here in Miami. Gerald said, I can be on the first thing smoking to um, Vegas. They worked out. They did a couple, you know, they um, hit the mids and did a couple workouts. Floyd said, you're my guy. I need your help. I'm going to go fight uh, Logan Paul, and I want you to train me. I want you to help, you know, work me out. And Gerald was there. So with the, with the, um, with what I got to see was Floyd leaving the hotel, the Fontaine blue to go run, um, as far as training, sparring, unfortunately, I didn't see that. I don't feel bad about it. There's not many people that's all right. There might be a total of, of maybe 30 in his camp that saw, that got to see that part of it. They weren't trying to have too much footage leaked, things of that nature, you know? Yeah, of course, because he has his own methods. But um, it, it must have been, you know, what was it like being in uh, Hard Rock Stadium? What was that like? I know you had a oh. fun adventure inside. <laughs> yes. So um, the stadium, you know, my first time being there. Stadium was cool. The outdoor venue. Uh, that was that was creative. Floyd has fought outdoors before. Um, early in his career, I believe his 
first fight in 96 was actually outdoor. But it had been, it had been a while, you know. It had been uh, never as Money Mayweather, things of that nature. He's never been outside. Most things with him are the MGM Grand, which is his home hotel. Uh, he's probably part owner at this point. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> so that was, that was cool. Um, we had some unfortunate weather. Uh, it rained. And when, I, and when I tell you guys that it rained, uh, so, you know, I'm dressed up. I'm in, you know, nice dress slacks, dress shoes, nice cream color shirt, you know, looking fancy, you know. By the end of the night, by, no, sorry. By the first hour into the night, I'm soaked from head to toe along with everyone else in the stadium. Um, it poured. They kept the fights going. Um, it dried out uh, in the, um, the co-main event, which was um, the Jared Heard fight. And uh, they cleaned off the rings and things of that nature so that Floyd and Logan would be okay. But um, I had fun. The rain was not a deterrent for me. Um, you know, even with the access a little bit behind the scenes, I still chose to, to partake in the rainfall. Some people ran and hid and, you know, went under the uh, stadium or uh, the fans yeah. went, you know, you know, the fans went back up into the concourse. I, I stayed, I stayed in the, I stayed in the rain, man. I, I, I loved every part of it. I didn't mind. I wanted to, um, not to be hyperbolistic, but I wanted to soak in the experience. So I stayed and I, you know, I watched every minute soaking wet. You definitely did soak, soak in it. <laughs> definitely soaked it up. So, so what was it? Was it like an hour or so probably of rain, straight up rain? It was probably like consistently straight raining hard for about half an hour drizzle for about half an hour for, yeah, about a total of an hour, just consistent rain. Um, and the fighters, you know, shout out to the fighters. They fought through it. Uh, no complaints. There were a couple slips in the early fights. Um, so the first two fights, you know, basically it, it was still sunny out. It was okay. Right about, right about the fourth fight, um, it's when the rain started coming in. By the third fight, it was pouring. Uh, and, and the second fight, Jared Heard fight, um, it, it was pretty soaked. But the fighters, you guys shout them out. They, they stuck through it. And uh, they gave some enter entertaining fights. So those are the guys you really got to respect. Like, never mind just getting in the ring. But the fact that you're getting in the ring in a circumstance you've probably never been in. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the rain, I mean, it's not raining down on top of them. They're covered. But, you know, there's, you know, wind and, 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 and things of that nature coming at them. And they fought and the fights were good. At least that's my opinion of it. And I'll agree with you because I've been to Orlando a bunch of times and it rains off and on. It'll be sunny as can be 90 degrees. And then uh, about 10 minutes later, you can literally see one half of where you are is raining, downpouring and on the literally five feet from you is all sunny. It's crazy. It's crazy down there in Florida with that weather. And yes. like you said, yes. you got to respect, you got to respect those guys for going out and, you know, doing all that. So I'll go on to the, uh, the Jake Paul, uh, Jake Paul, Logan Paul and uh, Floyd money. And uh, you know, I saw the statistics and um, I just, I, I don't, I don't think it was a publicity stunt by any means because he, I think Floyd honestly wanted to give the kid a chance and to let him do what he does. And he didn't do what he does. Honestly, if you, if you agree with me or not, um, just, just not consistent, very low percentages on his punches landed punches thrown Floyd was half. Most of his um, punches were half. So, and that's not, come on that's not full out Floyd Mayweather we don't we know that that's not gonna even come up in that fight whatsoever but just the cockiness leading up to the fight was was a little bit over overdone by Logan Paul and I just think that you know Floyd it, it I compare it to the McGregor fight you know they were all talk and all this stuff and I actually had a better respect for for um for Floyd when they came together and, and McGregor said, you know, 
I respect this dude. He is a master of his craft and I'm a master of mine. So, mm-hmm. you know, they got a mutual respect for each other. And, and it was a, that was a match to me. That wasn't, that wasn't what Logan Paul is. And I, I definitely agree with what we talked about earlier that, you know, Floyd was probably thinking, you know, like, this isn't me, this isn't what boxing's about, you know, like, and at 44 years old to be throwing, yeah, that's amazing in itself. Because a lot of fighters can't do that. Besides, the only ones I really know is like George Foreman going all out at, at his late age. Bernard Hopkins as well. Oh, Bernard, yeah, B Hop too. Yep. Um. So, my opinions on the fight probably differ than than others. So you know, you'll see the big time media outlets, the four letter, you know, four letter stop on your on your dial, um, and things of that nature. Uh, the three letters start with a C and an S with a B in the middle. Um, they are uh, <laughs> plugs because you're not—they're not paying you. So you know, I don't want to plug them. If, when they stop paying you, we'll plug. But um, those guys, um, you know, there's there's some people who'll be critical, and some and the average fan, uh, maybe not the average fight fan, but the the guys on the outside, they, you know, they might be critical because they want to see blood. It's bloodlust. Um, mm-hmm. Floyd yeah. could hurt that kid. Floyd could ruin Logan. And what's the win in that? What's the point? I, I just, I don't see the point. Now, some people may say, what's the point in doing the event then? It, it's to do something different. So, to give Logan Paul and, and his crew and, uh, you know, Jake, his brother, give them a different uh, audience that they may not have had. Um, maybe they pull over some purists that, you know, didn't really weren't uh, accepting, accepting of the event. And maybe Floyd reaches into a little younger audience. Um, Floyd's become heavily involved in cryptocurrency. And maybe mm-hmm. he reached th- those young kids that um, are more into the Bitcoin and the Ethereum Max and things of those nature. So, you know, people don't understand that Floyd Mayweather does not belong in the gym in the, never mind in the gym, but in the ring with Logan Paul. But this was a special exhibition. Uh, there's been exhibitions in the past. George Foreman one night fought like six or eight guys. Um, there's even been an exhibition where Rocky Marciano and Ma, uh, and uh, Muhammad Ali had a computer uh, acted out a computer simulation. Then they got in the ring and basically acted out the the punches that the computer generated some something to that effect i'm a little too young to know it, that precisely but i know it did happen floyd actually got in the ring with a guy 30 40 pounds heavier than a six foot two you know probably came in at 210 floyd 58 came in right at 155 probably only rehydrated to maybe 158 he's never weighed 160 pounds in his life um and there's moments in the fight where Floyd could have put that kid to sleep, literally. Oh, yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. And actually, oh, yeah. there's a moment where um, behind the scenes, you would have to you would have to be in the know to know this, but I'm just going to tell the public that Logan Paul thinks he was knocked out and Floyd held him up. So if you guys want to do your research and go through YouTube, it might be out there now. But shortly it, after the fight, it has been released. Back, it has been released. Logan Logan thinks he was out and Floyd held him up and kind of gave him a couple of jerks like come on kid you want to give these kids a sh- guys a show don't let me put you to sleep in the fourth fifth sixth round so Floyd carried the kid um you know it was it, it yes it could have been a little bit more entertaining but there's just there was no there was no situation in the world where Logan Paul was going to have Floyd in deep waters. And, and, that, and that's not what this was about. This wasn't about, this was about exhibition. This was about entertainment. Um, it would have been a, a far more entertaining night if, uh, you know, the rain didn't happen. And also people have to consider that. It's a slippery ring. Floyd likes to move around. Now Floyd's got to change his game and go back to pretty boy in a way and stand in front of him and, and take, you know, some blows that he, cause he could have made this kid miss a thousand times uh, mm-hmm. in a regular ring, in a stadium, no rain. 
Floyd chose to stand in front of a heavyweight, mind you, Logan came in at heavyweight. Floyd's a middle, uh, a welterweight. Um, and you know, give the give the fans a different take. And I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Me being a purist and sure and, and purely understanding what that means. I don't care if Logan Paul's a novice. He's six two. 220 and 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 in a boxing ring that's a little different if they were on the street it wouldn't matter if logan paul was 6 2 220 floyd would in 30 seconds eliminate him but this was an exhibition and I, i'm happy i'm actually proud that floyd's ego didn't start to jump in and he take the kid out kind of like what happened in japan I, I i uh with the japanese kid i think that Floyd kind of, you know, bit himself a little bit. And, probably, and after the fact, probably was like, oh, why did I do that to that kid? And that's probably why he took it easy on Logan. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, like you said, this isn't like there's been many like over over the top stuff. I mean, you've seen I, I don't know if you remember Andre the Giant fighting. Um, What's his name? Uh <laughs> Anyways, he, one of the boxers back in the day who uh, fought Ali, he fell on his foot and he thought he knocked, he knocked him out and didn't happen. And he, he was so aggressive with it that he did a publicity stunt with Andre the Giant at Yankee Stadium. Now, a boxer obviously fighting Andre the Giant, who was a massive beast, he's, he's going to, it's not real and it's not going to happen like that. And, um, you know, everybody thought like the blood bats we were talking about. It's not like a, it's not like a, a Rocky, Rocky four where, you know, you're going to see Drago versus Rocky or, you know, Rocky Balboa where you're 60 years old and you're going to fight Antonio Tarver, like just not yeah. going to happen. Just not going to happen. And, you know, Logan Paul, if you really think about it, if he was serious about fighting and wanted to go with a heavyweight contender, such as Tyson Fury, would would take one jab he's done you know and it, it's 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 i i think he's more of a like you said a novice and maybe a a little bit of an amateur but you know it it was it was what it was but like you said i give a lot of respect to mayweather where you know he kind of clinched and said hey like let's go like give it give the people a show and yes you know people are paying big money come see this stuff and, you know, he's fought some very big people. So for Logan Paul should be very thankful and, and gracious that he, that Floyd came out with this guy fights people like Manny Pacquiao. Like it, I always say Manny Pacquiao, cause I compare it. I compare him to everything. He's one of my favorite boxers of all time. I'm sure well. you're a big fan. I'm sure a big fan. We've talked about that too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after this after this event like just floyd can just go back to his everyday life and 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 no bothers for him you know i'm sure he's going to get challenged a couple times i mean after this they'll say oh like come back let's you'll fight me and yeah 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 but so so i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in real quick so okay yeah go ahead but for for the average person who would think um why why you know maybe why do this event? Why challenge a kid that doesn't belong, you know, in the same strategy of Floyd Mayweather, um, in the, especially in the ring, right? Maybe, maybe in life, maybe in life, right? So, um, but as far as Floyd, when you think about boxing and, and the game of boxing, uh, the game of boxing for people who may not know sucks the life out of the average kid fighter, any person who thinks they want to earn money from boxing, um, Floyd Mayweather and his family are such statistical anomalies that we all, all of us in all walks of life should be thrilled that a man that comes out of Grand Rapids, Michigan can make $100 million not fighting. That wasn't a fight. That wasn't a boxing match. That was a boxing match, and it was a threat to Floyd's record. That's over in two rounds. Two rounds, he stops him easy. You know why he stopped? You mentioned Conor McGregor. 
he stopped Connor because that was a threat to Floyd's record. That you know, that was Floyd going for the 50th win. And and to be honest, he could have stopped Connor a little bit sooner. He has a high level. They those two guys really respect each other, from what I've Absolutely. heard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they do. They do. Yep. They did it prior, but they do now. They they have a high level of respect. And they've done they've done business together. Um, I think Connor Connor has a gin or a you know, a, a bourbon. proper 12 I, whiskey. Yes, I don't drink whiskey. There you go. No, I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yep. I'm clueless. But, um, and he's like a proper 12, right? Is that what you said? Proper 12 whiskey. Yep. And, um, Floyd's let Connor advertise at a, at a Mayweather event, Mayweather Promotions event. So that, that, you know, that's good business. That's cool. They do good business together. Um, but when a guy, when a fighter can make, he, flip the game on its head and make absorbent amounts of money, we should all be happy because that tells us we can flip whatever game that we're in or whatever business that we are, whatever trend you may have, whether it's um, you do, you know, gig jobs, driving for Uber or Lyft, or you're um, a personal shopper or you're an artist like these people behind us who yep. probably didn't get paid for their art, or you have a podcast. You may be able to, you, you, you get the right people around you and you, and you involve yourself with the right people. You might be able to flip that on its head. And then right. would, you yeah. want, would you want people hating on you because now you're getting paid for your podcast or your advertising and marketing firm or your, um, maybe you come up with a different kind of uh, cryptocurrency. You know, Floyd's flipped this boxing thing on its head and he's going to for a while, Floyd and Al Heyman. You know, those two guys have flipped boxing on its head. Never in the history of boxing has a boxer had the control on the game the way that Floyd Mayweather has. Not Oscar De La Hoya, uh, Canelo Alvarez won't reach those heights. Um, and by no means am I a Floyd Mayweather man uh, fanboy or carry his water. I'm just telling you guys the truth. This is accurate, and we all should be appreciative because that gives us hope that we may be able to do the same thing in our line of business. Got to respect right. the guy for that. Right. And you're talking about, honestly, like in the, I would say the midway where boxing was kind of up and down, where you saw Golden Boy Productions, you know, Dale Hoya and all that stuff. That was, that was the big time then. And then, like you said, Floyd Money turns it way up way up to a proportion where it's a triple figure, uh, triple million dollar business. And, you know, like I said to you before, like it's, it's bringing boxing back to where it needs to be. I mean, it's going back to, you know, if you own ESPN, you're going to see top ranked boxing. You're going to see champions fight for what, it, like whether you own cable or not, like there's so much uh, availability to see fights now again, like where we're paying ridiculous pay-per-views where I'm sure Tyson Fury will have those, which I'm not really a big fan of him, but that's just a whole nother story. Um, but, but, you know, I, I respect that the game is coming back. I mean, me and you were, uh, I think we were texting about, uh, Taylor and Ramirez the other, uh, not too long ago. Good one. And, and, uh, I was like, yeah, this is happening. This is happening. And you're probably like, come on, man. I don't care. Just just let me watch the fight. <laughs> but and I, uh, There's very few people who uh, – Roger Mayweather had this saying, and I think you know it. I don't – you don't know blank about boxing. And that's true for about 90% of the people that claim to know. Um, just you don't know. You just don't get it. You don't get the game. And, uh, and that's no disrespect to anyone. You just, you have to, boxing is chess. You have to put in time, it's physical chess. And you have to put the time in. But also, whether you got in the ring or not, you kind of have to know the peripheral guys to appreciate the headliners that pack you out. Like, you got to know the Josh Taylors, as you yes. said. You got to know the Ramirez's. You got to know the Hank Lundy's, the... Uh, Joe, uh, Joe Smith Jr. Badu Jack. Um, and I'm just naming current guys right now. Going right. back, you need to know Diego Corrales, rest in peace. You need oh, to know absolutely. 
Joshua Clotty. You got you you got to know uh, Antonio Margarito, uh, guys. Oh, yes, Antonio, but for for a good reason. Um, you know, it's easy to know Oscar De La Hoya, Manny Pacquiao, Larry Holmes, Mike Tyson, um, maybe even Pernell Whitaker, who's my favorite fighter of all time, should be a household name if you claim to know the sport. Um, Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler, those are easy. These other guys you may not know, Costa Zoo, Ricky Hatton, those guys will yes. do. Uh, um, um, one more, Winky Wright. Those guys will teach you about the game, about the sport. Um, so, yeah. I mean, we could we could even go to mean, I mean, we've talked again, we've talked a lot about the sports, both basketball and boxing. And, you know, I could talk to you about, say, Ray Boom Boom Mancini and the terrible event with Doku Kim, where, yep. where an average person would not know what that is. Yep. Or, you know, um, there was a recent death, um, maybe two years ago, a, a Ukrainian who was in the fight at, uh, um, I believe, is a Washington, D.C. hotel in the ballroom and he uh was stopped in the um 10th round his corner collapsed on the seat and died right to the hospital and i knew something was wrong so yeah, it's you, like I, I, unfortunately um i watched that fight live i did yep. too i yeah. i did too it was very yep. it, it was very like whoa like i'm seeing this like in person and i'm seeing it like where people saw boom boom mancini and um Doku Kim, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like you said, I mean, average people will not know those names unless, you know, you go back to a while back. I mean, like you said, of course, everybody's going to know Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, Pacquiao. The list goes on. But in in the sense now, Mayweather has brought boxing promoting and boxing back on its feet. Now, newcomers like, you know, like I said, uh, Tyson Fury, you know, he's got this whole mega p- persona with his, um, what they say? He's Persian. He's got his like that swag. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, he's got a little, he's got a little swag. So just yeah, a little, a, yeah, just a tiny bit. looks like a goof to me, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, where do you think boxing really goes from here? Do we think? Do you think the young talents and the talents that me and you were talking about are gonna rise up and rise up to the challenge like Mayweather has, or is it just at the point where it's Mayweather's untouchable in the money game of it? Money, I can't see money. Why gen- generating money? So you got to think, uh, thinking outside the box a little bit. Um, when Floyd has a fight. You know, and he makes, let's say, my for my this past one, he makes a hundred million. Logan makes twenty. How much money people booking hotels to see the yep. fight? People buy concessions. Uh, people dining out while you know leading up to the fight events. Uh, you know, I was welcome to a few events: the 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 pre-fight party, the post-fight party, those events generating money um for though either the particular hotel that he's involved with in miami's mm-hmm. called the fontaine blue fontaine blue fountain blue i've heard people pronounce it many different ways fountain blue fontaine blue but um that's his that seems to be his favorite how much money has he generated for them over you know this past uh fight week or weekend even the weekend what about las vegas when there's a mayweather oh, yeah. event uh, the Pacquiao fight, he, he, Floyd makes 300 million, Manny makes maybe half of that, you know, uh, there's, there's reports a hundred, maybe 150, but Floyd may, definitely made three, you know, 300 million, right? So, but what about the money generated elsewhere? Rental cars, uh, uh, helicopter, helicopter rentals, you know, uh, luxury car rentals. It, it, it's a, it's a thing that I don't think we'll see you know, anytime soon. And as far as fighters coming behind them, it's getting to the point where some of these guys have to test their skills and they got to fight each other. There's good fighters. There's always Mm -hmm. good fighters. Just like, you know, we talk about basketball. There's always good basketball players. There's, there's guys, 
Might be a little softer. We talked about this before. Might be a different game. But there's always good players somewhere. With boxing, some of these guys got to start testing each other. They got they got to they got to um, they got to start seeking and destroying anything in their path. Um, that Errol Spence, uh, Terence Crawford fight needs to be made. Errol should get past Pacquiao. I mean, um, I, I actually would like to see Pacquiao live. I would like to see that fight. And, you know, Pacquiao is a one of the all-time greatest. Um, very high. He's got to be top five. He has to be. Um, and I'm talking pound for pound. Um, eight division champion, the only one in the history of the sport. Uh, vicious knockouts. But Errol Spence is a different thing. He's not Keith Thurman. And, and Manny, Manny gave Keith Thurman a good boxing lesson. But Errol Spence is not Keith Thurman. Errol Spence is a big welterweight. I, I see Manny having trouble. But when Errol gets past Manny, which he should, they got to make that Crawford fight. And if that fight's not made, it's just not good for the sport. It's, it's not a good thing. Um, Tiafimo Lopez, another kid, he should get, he, he fights um, <clears throat> in a few weeks, in about two weeks back down in Miami. So, quick backstory. Tiafimo, Tiafimo Lopez was supposed to fight Saturday night. That's mm -hmm. why Floyd's was on a Sunday, but the Floyd and Logan fight got so big that it eclipsed Tiafimo. He thought it would be better for him to move his fight. So now he's going to fight two weeks later, but that kid has, has a good shot. He just beat Lomachenko who everybody thought I was, was shocked. I was he shocked. Beat, he beat him easy. He beat him easy too. Um, yeah. He beat him up. He beat him up. And, uh, you know, everybody thinks Lomachenko is the matrix. I, I have respect for the guy. I, I don't have him on the pedestal that most people had. But, you know, the boxing media did. Tiafimo wiped it, just beat him up. Um, could, maybe could have even could have damaged him. So once Tiafimo gets past his next fight, he's got to fight a big name. He's got to fight a Haney, a Ryan Garcia. Uh, some someone of that stature, uh, and these guys really start need to start testing themselves, in my opinion, to advance the sport. But there are guys there, Devin Haney, Shakur Stevenson, um, Tiafimo Lopez. To, those are do, Ryan Garcia. I'm not big on Garcia, but you know he's got to test himself even more. Um, I think Boston's in a good place, and there's some even younger kids. On the way up, they're they're ready to take the mantle. Tank Tank Davis, you know, uh, Tank Davis, Tiafimo Lopez would be the next big fight after Spence. I mean, after Spence and Crawford. You know, I I respect Terrence Crawford myself, and you know, going back to, you know, uh, Tiafimo Lopez against Lomachenko. I I'm sure you did to watch the whole fight. And, Absolutely. I've watched it and, multiple times. And, you know, I'm trying to find a reason to be like, you know, Lomachenko just took the wrong time to do something. Didn't do, he, he just did it. It's like, he didn't even care about the fight. You know what I mean? Like it, it he turned on the, he turned on the gas about uh, sixth or seventh round and it was already too late. And Lopez just did so. He went from going power, going well in the in the first first rounds, first couple rounds, and then de defending himself very well and going with the points game after that. So yes, I see Tefimo Lopez playing winning that fight absolutely. And Lomachenko, I just don't think he gave a shit. And I I love Lomachenko, but he now he's fighting again. Is it next month he's fighting again? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think he'll bounce back, but does he have a rematch? I would love to see it. But so, who so knows? Here's the thing. You know, you said that it looks like uh, Lomachenko just didn't care. It's because you know. You you know when when you're outmatched. And, and I'm going to give you – I'm actually going to use a Floyd analogy. I saw an interview where um, – it could have been Jim Gray – asked uh, Floyd, when 
when did you know? When in the ring, not you know, you're always gonna say you knew you could beat him. When did you know you could beat Manny Pacquiao? And Floyd said, round one, second jab I hit him with. When I hit him with the second jab, I just knew this man can't beat me. He's like, I probably shouldn't even have hit him with the jab. Like, he was out of position and my jab's so good, I just caught him. And I said, oh, this is it, this is easy. I'm gonna, you know, this, this is gonna be easy for me. I can make this fight as easy as I want. And I feel like Tiafima Lopez took the same approach, which made Lomachenko um, just back down a bit. I actually, Floyd did it with Diego Corrales too. At the time he fought Diego Corrales, they were yep. both undefeated in HBO. And, and, and I love Diego. I, I, I actually was blessed to meet him, spent some time with Diego Corrales. Um, I think his, uh, you know, his fight, one of his fights is one of the greatest fights of all time with um, Castillo, the first fight. Jose Luis Castillo and uh, Corrales yeah. won. With that said, by round two, Diego Corrales knew he just couldn't beat Floyd. And I think that's the same thing that happened to Lomachenko. He just knew. And, yeah, he, he came on at the end. Um, he kind of caught – he might have caught um, Tiafimo coasting a little bit, which you, you can't do. Coasting is what got Chad Johnson knocked down. I want to talk about Chad after this. Um, that's that's definitely but, fine because I saw that shit. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, uh, he caught him. He caught him coasting a bit, but um, I think Tiafimo just just walked him down. Tiafimo is what athletically we call a dog. We could, he he's a dog, man. He gets in the gym and he just dogs guys. And Lomachenko was not prepared for that kind of fight. And if they fought again. Lomachenko would get stopped. He, does, he wants to stay as far. You can't see my hand, but oh, maybe you can. He wants yes, to stay I get a little bit. He wants to see <laughs> as far away from uh, from Tiafimo as he possibly can. Go do something else. He doesn't want. He doesn't want it with that guy. He wants no business with that guy. That's a that's a big statement right there, man. I I totally you know I I see where I see what you're saying and. Um, you know, Lomachenko is a tough dude, and I do I do agree that he got rocked. I don't know if he, you know, gets some more fights under his belt and he, you know, perks up a little bit and, you know, shows that fury like he has that he tries to even attempt that, but we'll see. I mean... The, it, thing, the thing with that would be um, Tiafimo's going up higher in weight. Lomachenko's going to stay right at that weight. So even if Lomachenko tried to come up, Tiafimo is just a naturally stronger man. And, 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 and it wouldn't really help. Lomachenko would have a couple more fights under his belt, but that's a couple more blows. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's a wear and tear on the body. Mm -hmm. And then he goes fighting a big, strong kid. Yeah, he just, just give, just move on. He wants to go do some other <laughs> thing. He doesn't want it with Tiafimo. Tiafimo... Is gonna is gonna run through people until whenever he gets to to Davis. But I, I don't want to go on record with that because anything can happen. But I, I I just think that he's dedicated enough to not party, not fall into the pitfalls of fame, stay on the right path, and go the Ricky us, Hatton path. Give us a good show. Yes, yeah, stay away from the Ricky Hatton path. And, yeah. And, and stay, you know, on the right course till he can get to a big fight. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's, it's almost like I see like his father is kind of shaping, like he's, he's a hype, he's the hype guy for, for his son, which by all means he can, but like, you could see, he's just all about like, he, he just spoke for his son. I, I saw in, in that fight. Which is which is fine to me, but I, I I just like when fighters actually just you know prove it in the ring and just you know they can talk if they want they can walk if they want like and you know I'll talk about going back to the Taylor uh, Ramirez fight like I respected so much what he did after that fight you know donating stuff signing stuff and yeah. you know really going good cause stuff that's what I love to see there yeah. there needs to be more of that in boxing and that, uh, you know so. so that is actually, in my experience, boxers are good guys. Um, good friend of mine, Vinny Pazienza. I know in the media, there's you know been some things in the past, and 
and right rightfully so you know you you you, you got to hand there's some things that i don't accept uh as you know i'm gonna mention again i'm not a drinker so to have the the the, the excuse oh i was drunk it doesn't work for me but with that mm -hmm. said i've seen that man do some wonderful things i i know some people within um the mayweather foundation some of the things that he's done um mainly one i wanted to be involved in but i just could not find the time uh i love what they do for thanksgiving in las vegas they they make um thanksgiving a cooler holiday than christmas thanksgiving to the mayweathers is like a christmas and it's just so cool what they do for the families um some of the young kids Devin haney he he's really good at, at just to my knowledge um marvin Hagler, a guy you know, I, I went to Marvin Hagler Day, uh, had to, you know, this guy I would do drive by. I do remember posting about that, yeah. He would drive by my grandparents' house in Brockton on the south side, Longwood Ave. And, you know, a group of my friends, we'd be out just hooping in my front yard. And Marvin would just stop. He'd just stop and park his car and, and watch, you know, not really get out, but he would watch in the window and just always say, hey, you guys, man, keep doing that. Just keep hooping. Like, you know, I drive by here every day. You guys don't even know it's me, but you're always out here. That means you're dedicated. Just keep going at getting after it. And, just, you know, those things stick with a kid. It stuck with me, you know, um, and things of that nature. So I've seen fighters and, and athletes, they should use their platform to promote positivity. And Absolutely. Um, that's always a good thing to see. I, I, I think that's the coolest thing when you get to a certain level use your platform to be positive and and i like to see it especially when fighters do that because most people think they're brutal all the time and a lot of time these guys are really soft they cry you know they cry to their girlfriend they cry to their mom mm -hmm. yeah. so so <laughs> that it, it's a cool thing to see when they when they give back right and i'll i'll go with you on this one real quick is you know Every single solitary person, and I swear to God, I've, I've heard it from, uh, I know a few people from Brockton, but every single person has told me a Marvin Hagler story, whether they were over here, over here, or over here. He was Brockton. He was with everybody. Everybody yes. knew him. Everybody has a, 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 a smidge of a story. Like, you know, our, our friend Keith. Keith told me about the story where he was working at a gas station and he saw him right there. You know, there's a story with him. And that's amazing what he did. And like you said, like I, I have hockey players on my, on my show, as you know, and yeah. you know, there, a lot of them were enforcers, you know, fighting guys. And you thought yeah. like, Oh man, these guys are going to be like intimate, nicest people you can meet, like yeah. super nice people and they're wicked chill. And it's, it's just amazing where you see it on the ice and then they're like, yeah, like, and then we go and we hash it out on the ice and then we get off and, we we just talk like nothing ever happened. It's amazing what sports can do, and just everyday life, really. Absolutely, absolutely. I I totally agree. You know, you and I love sports, and I think we love the positive side more mm -hmm. than the absolutely right. And so, my final thing to you. So we'll switch to basketball really quick because okay. I'm not really liking the playoffs myself. I'm not really interested for some reason. And it's not just because of the Celtics losing and out of the playoffs, but I mean, the, the matchups that they have now, you, I, and if you were to tell me these matchups would have happened 10 years ago, I would have been like, nah, that, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> or they'd be a, 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 an eight seed and lose in the first round. But I mean, yeah. you have Philly playing Atlanta, you have Milwaukee and Brooklyn, which is, very surprising that series is 2-0. Uh, Utah and uh, Clippers, who haven't played yet, and Phoenix and Denver. Now, uh, who do you pick right now? Honestly, who do you pick right now? So I, I would personally, I would like to see Phoenix win it. Like, you know, if we're talking NBA championship, I, I would like to see Phoenix win it. Uh, I like Devin Booker. I, uh, he's worked on his game. Tremendously, um, it's come. I, I personally, I feel it's come a long way in his game. I, I thought he would be solid in the NBA. Um, kid's a beast. <laughs> um, I would like to see Devin get a ring. Um, I would like to see you know 
if it wasn't them, maybe the Clippers, maybe the Clippers, you know. Um, but uh, I, I'm more so rooting for individual guys um, to maybe, you know, help their career path or, or maybe their marketing and branding and their promotions uh, or just their off-the-court aura um, more so than the game itself. And, and as being a basketball purist guy who played his whole entire life, you know what I mean? Um, still playing to the to this day i probably shouldn't take that approach because it is a team sport but um i there's just some guys i want to see be successful devin's at that at the top of the list with that um some of these other guys have already had their roses i don't i don't feel that devin booker gets the roses that he should get um uh he's not a household name by any means yet but i i, I think he could be Kicking flat out play, can score the basketball. Plays a, plays a little bit of defense, needs to play a little bit more. But um, I'm I'm with Phoenix. I'm gonna root for Phoenix. Who would who would you? So that's interesting. You say that. I I remember last year when Phoenix was hustling to get into the playoffs. Needed one more win to get into the playoffs, and they lost it. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. They're going to be full of vengeance next year, and they're going to get into that playoffs and make a name for themselves, and they have. And yeah. then with the addition of Chris Paul, I absolutely, totally, 100% think that Chris Paul has rose this team up from, from where it's like, all right, we need that one more little thing to get us, like, in a better place, and that's what they're doing. And, you know, I, I've never been a fan of Denver – um, Atlanta with, with what they have, I think they could win. It's just, you know, Philly's a big, big time team right now. And the, the Clippers myself, I've always loved Kawhi Leonard. Every single team he's been on, I've, I've loved watching him play. He's just like an animal. It's like, I, I don't know why I compare him to, to this player, but I do compare him to D Wade of how he can just find a spot and hit it. Like, he just finds like these awkward shots and he just nails them. Like it, it's amazing to me, uh, the skill level of Kawhi Leonard. And I think that the Clippers will make it. And I think it'll be a tough series with, I think the Clippers will be with Phoenix, honestly. And I honestly don't know. No, I can't go farther than that in the finals on the West side of that. Um, but in the East, I think, I think Sixers are the underdog if they play Brooklyn and I think Brooklyn will win their series. Obviously. Um, I don't like some, I don't, I don't appreciate how Brooklyn has presented themselves, but I would, I honestly, like you said, Marcel, I would like to see at least Harden win a, win a ring at least. Uh, I, uh, I, I see uh, (laughs) Brooklyn and Philly on that side, but that's a tough one too. But, I do like the underdog, so I, I would like to see the Suns at least get to the finals. And I, I think in in my mind, I see the Clippers winning it. Yeah, the Brooklyn thing for me, it's just tough because, ah, uh, man, Kyrie converted me. Try, I just, I'm a UNLV guy from back in the day in Duke. I just can't do the Duke thing. But nah. with that said, <laughs> Kyrie, you know, I, I, the eight games he was healthy for um, seems to be a trend with him. Uh, but the eight games he was healthy for, I do. I watched all eight. You know, I I, I like the kid. Um, but it's just been – he's been a little aggravating lately. Kevin, Kevin, too. Kevin Durant, too, just – I don't know, guys. Like, these guys, uh, they just – I don't know. They just leave a – just leave a stain like with their auras now. I I, I like them guys. Tremendous level of respect for them. I, I I've seen Harden in person, uh, play in person. Uh, obviously I've seen Kyrie and Durant, but I mean I've seen all these guys and um and uh when they're all on the same team, it kind of like it's not like the Celtics back in the day where. Parrish, Bird, McHale, Ains, Johnson. They they weren't they were there. Like they didn't they didn't plan anything. You know they I guess Red Auerbach did right. He did yeah. they, he did his he did his work to get them there. And these guys they 
quit on their other teams to go play somewhere else, play with their buddies. Just to me, if for, you know, growing up in the parks and and being more, you know, of a, as people would say, streetball guy or playground legend, uh, I I can't. I just it, it bothers me a little bit. It bothers it bothers me a little bit. Um, yeah. Not so much where I can't be happy for their success, but I can't fully root or condone for Brooklyn. I I, just, I can't do that. I don't have it inside of me. I'm not like a front runner guy. Like I told, you know, you know the story about me and hip hop. I can't do the Biggie Tupac. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm more of a common Razkaz, MF Doom, Black Thought. That's who I'm going to talk about in my rap conversations. In my basketball conversations, I, I don't want to talk. I don't necessarily want to talk about the, the LeBron, Kyrie's, KD's, James Harden squad on the same squad. Like, I wouldn't want to see LeBron and, and Steph Curry on the same squad. But I can root for Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. That, that's easy for me. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's easy. Um, but all in all, when those guys get in the finals, if it is Brooklyn, I will be watching because I love basketball. And mm-hmm. those guys are yeah. the most talented guys in the world. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch them. But um, I'm going to root for uh, my guy out there, out west. In Phoenix, I hope I, they- I, I go. I I got you. I go with I go with probably L.A. L.A. Clippers and the see them winning it. So uh, hey, Matty, if I was a betting man and I had to put money on it, which I wouldn't bet money on anything other than myself for my personal performance. But if I had to, you know, I'd have to. Go <laughs> like, if I had to, I'm gonna rock with those guys out there in Brooklyn and probably the Clippers as well. I'm I, I I'm not a dummy. You know, grandma, my, my grandmother raised no fool. I'm a, I'm a rock with those guys, but um, I'm a root for the underdog this time. And see, I listen to you too. Honestly, you, you know what you said on my, me and your first interview and we talked, I think we talked about Brooklyn on that show. Yep. And, and I said, what do you think the leadership is? And you said, tons of chiefs and no Indian. I meant no Indians. Oh in yeah, you're chief. right. Yes. Yeah. You yeah, it, right? that, that's of, what it is. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of Chiefs, no Indians. Correct. Yeah. I said something as profound as that. Yes, you inspired that's me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't see them lasting in the in the finals. I, I just don't. I think I think they may make the finals. Seventy yes. Sixers uh, will give them a hard time. They're just too young still. Too young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But yeah. So. I think we covered a lot of stuff today, and I think this has been absolutely excellent uh, interview. And Marcel, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. And I want you to enjoy your time in Miami, and then uh, we'll have to plan something. Or uh, you know, I have a, a an injury undisclosed that I don't know what it is yet until I get an MRI. But <laughs> the injury report comes out on Wednesday or Thursday, whatever Bill says all the time. <laughs> we're on to uh philly (laughs) but uh yes always a pleasure with you marcel and uh we will of course ton of fights will be happening soon so we'll have to uh analyze those and talk about that and uh always a pleasure talking with you man yes sir everyone follow this guy this guy he's going to break the internet at some point he's going to be on a he's going to be on a on a stratospherical level. So you guys, everyone's got to follow Matty C. Also, Thank Matty, you very tell them your much. social media just so they know. Tell, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Tell them your social media just so they all know. They should already know if they're watching, right? But I, I just, I want to hear it because it sounds so lovely when you say it. All right. So Instagram, Matty C Sports for you and me. Uh, Facebook, same thing. Uh, YouTube, which everybody subscribes to that and everybody watch the videos and if you're in the car check out on spotify and apple Podcasts. all maddie c sports for you and me so it's very simple to find that out check out my man over here what's your tags my friend uh, uh on instagram it's uh superman cell 42 on 
Twitter, we have Supercell42. And on Clubhouse, for all you guys and ladies that may have an iPhone, Clubhouse is iPhone only. It's Super Ask Anyone. All righty then. And, you know, if you guys want some knowledge, you want to know the ins and outs of boxing and basketball, this guy knows the deal. This guy is an absolute genius when it comes to this. And, uh, yes, I'm going to let you enjoy your vacation for sure. And, uh, yeah, so if you check out his stuff too, he'll show you some uh, cool stuff and, you know, this guy will find you a pickup game in Kansas on a hay farm. <laughs> And he'll and he'll promote it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But, uh, yes. but thank you again, Marcel, and and uh, we'll see you soon. And thanks for being on Maddie C Sports. Thanks, man. Thank you, Maddie. All right, take care. Have a good one. What's up? We the BMG boys, and thank you for listening. Please follow his Facebook page and subscribe to his podcast at Apple Podcast iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Let's go.